This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Yeah, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, what's going on? Oh, not much, John. Just taking it easy right here. How about you? Oh, not too much. Uh, what do you have on tap for us, sir? Okay, well, this week is a series I've been like looking to um, talk about since it wrapped up. Surprisingly, um, with Volume 5, it's like a little while back. And this is um, Frau Faust by um, Kore Yamazaki. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, you'll know that she is the creator of The Ancient Magus's Bride, like one of my like one of the series I've really liked from the last couple of years, and who I also did a uh, podcast on after it completed its like first, you know, major arc like last year. Now, um, I was it's like I was I wasn't expecting to do um, it's like like a podcast on um, Frau Faust for a good long while because I figured, hey, you know, it's like it's like she's probably going to keep this going for for a good for a while at this point because you know it's like it's only been like you know five. Five volume, like four volumes so far, and then it's like an ancient magazine's bride has um, just reached um, volume ten as we speak. But um, then when volume five came out, and I saw, oh, um, final volume on the back of the cover. It's like, huh, really? So, so it's she's done right here. So, huh? So I guess you know, it's like, what kind of story was she trying to tell in it's like in these five volumes? And also, um, and you know, it's like the story she's telling is generally pretty engaging it's like like people who like um the ancient magus's bride will do do well to check check this series out as well it's like but you know it's like i guess it's it's also the kind of um the series means like it's just kind of like it's not it doesn't have the same um like um depth and level of intrigue that that um draws me to the um the ancient Ma- ancient magus's bride but you know what is frau faust about well as the name implies, the uh, it's like the um, core of the story draws from the legend of legend of Faust, the man who sold sold his soul to the like to the devil. It's like for like for for life and it's like a good fortune through it. Well, as it turns out, um, as the story as the manga tells it, um, like like uh, it wasn't a uh, Johann Faust, but a um, Johanna Faust. Faust. It's like a uh, it's like a woman from a um, from a small, from a small Germanic, Germanic village, who um, who had an insatiable thirst for, for knowledge, that um, in order to um, like like um, fi- like satisfy herself, she um so she she promised herself to the demon Mephistopheles. Now, as we find out like early on, it's like 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 the exact nature of her contract was basically um, not too dissimilar from that of. Um, that of um oh my goddess in the sense that you know where Keiichi Morisato basically um it's like you know asked um it's like um Beldani to be it's like like to be his girlfriend forever well Johanna um Johanna Faust Faust asked like asked basically um got Mephistopheles to promise to be it's like um her her arms and legs for as long for as long as she lived basically she she would like he would do whatever whatever she wanted up until the date of her death, which turned out to be around the age of 47. And well, what happened after that? Well, that's when things get complicated because when the, uh, because when the um, story opens in volume, volume one, um, Johanna is still traveling through like through, let's see, uh, it's like, um, like 18th century in um, Ger- Germany trying to, um, it's like, um, 
tracking down um, the parts of Mephistopheles which have been drawn and quartered by the church. It's, it's in this one small village where one of Mephistopheles' parts um, are being kept that she meets um, this one boy, um, Marion, like a boy who's suddenly has fallen on hard times and is unable, to, has been um, unable to fulfill his um, schooling needs. So he's resorted to like stealing books from the market. Um, Johanna um, helps him out um, by um, by do, using some using some magical trickery, but this only this is only so that she can um, like. Um, press uh, Marion into um, getting her, getting him to invite her, invite her into the church, where um, one of Mephistopheles' parts is being, it's like is being held. So, so why was Mephistopheles drawn and quartered? Why does um, Johanna want to, um, it's like want to reassemble them? Well, according to her, it's like she wants to, um, br- um, she wants to um, reassemble Mephistopheles so she can punch his stupid demon ass in the face. Because he cursed her with um, eternal life. It's an eternal life curse that's also kind of um, quirky in the sense that, you know, it's like whenever she is injured, um, like her body um, draws from itself to, like, to heal, like, to heal itself. So she's constantly um, getting, getting younger and smaller all, like, all the time. And um, the church itself is not unaware of the fact that, that Johanna is trying to, um, so it's trying to um, like reassemble um, Mephistopheles' um, parts, and so they've also like you know like dispatched its own its own agents such as um, Vito and Lorenzo, who are trying, it's like who are essentially trying, it's like um, trying to um, like like advance the church's um, the church's means for guarding um, regarding the parts of Mephistopheles. But as they uh, find out what's going, what's really going on here, and since that the church well. Things that some members of the church are are utilizing um, Mephistopheles parts for for means that are you know not entirely unsavory, that not not entirely savory. I mean, it's like and also that the uh, the woman in, in charge of um, like overseeing Mephistopheles imprisonment, well, she's also um, a very um, ends justifies the means type thing in the sense that she is. That she's willing to resort to um, any means, including negotiating with demons, in order to ensure that um, it's like it's that um, that that um, that Johanna doesn't um, reassemble Mephistopheles, and that her story um, does not become known to the to the world at large. Now, it's now um, um, Yamazaki's strengths are it's like generally lie in like um, pretty pretty solid world building as demonstrated in the ancient Magus's bride it's like and she also likes um like in, like inter like interrogating um familiar it's like um it's like you know familiar uh like tr- like familiar like um dot stories of f- folkloric war as it's like as seen here and in, in it's like in, in in her signature series Frau Faust um doesn't quite have the depth of ancient Magus's bride and that's kind of like and I'll probably try to want to try to avoid saying that too much over like over the course of this review because well it's like that's basically kind of what it all comes comes down to I mean Johanna is a uh, is a fun it's like it's a fun prickly and snark, snarky presence like um th- throughout it's like uh, Marion is just kind of like you know like our hapless um my point point of view character more interesting are um 
it's like our it's like our um lorenzo the uh it's like the combat able um member the uh it's like member of the church's inquisition who is dedicated his life to um to the church in the hopes that his sister will will have will be protected through them and well let's just say things don't work out as as he'd expects there and then there were also other interesting characters such as um nico who is um johanna's daughter but you know she's not her actual daughter in the sense that you know it's like she wasn't born from johanna she was actually created by johanna she is a uh she's a homunculus who has a uh working human like um human puppet puppet body it was created by um sarah it's like a woman who is really is explicitly stated to have been in love with johanna but realizes that such love can't be returned by her and um and she's also got her own um demonic um like um partner um the um like the goat headed demon um ass who uh it's like she hasn't made a pact with because well like ass is clearly in love with her but sarah doesn't have anything that she necessarily wants until the very end as we find as we find out so there's some interesting like i said there are interesting characters it's like and um there's some interesting characters and they've got and it's fun watching their motivations clash and interact over the court over the course of the series especially once um johanna finally um comes comes body to face with um Mephistopheles. but um i still feel like the series is kind of lacking in the sense that you know the church is just kind of um, made out to be this like this generically evil, um, like group that's intolerant of like all like like of all things that doesn't doesn't understand or side to its orthodoxy. I mean, we've seen this kind of stuff before. It's familiar. It's a familiar like banal evil. It's like and um, it's like and the world itself just doesn't have the uh, it's like like the real depth or richness that they've come to expect from Yamazaki's world building. I mean, at one point we're told that, um, that, that Sarah lives in the free city of Greece and that she does lots of, um, golem maintenance for them. And it's kind of like, wow, a city that's like, you know, that has like lots of golems, um, working around and no one bats an eye on this. In fact, they kind of encourage us. Wow. It's like, how did this come come around? And well, we don't, don't really, um, find out about that. So, so I mean, there's lots of, so it's just kind of like, there's lots of stuff that's like left unexplained, and the, uh, in the whole like you know like um like like Hunt, Hunt the MacGuffin type thing, with the uh, you know like Johanna trying to track down um, Mephistopheles' parts, um, we don't really get lots of in, at, at five volumes the series kind of like um feels like it was like it just wraps up like too soon before, you know we could. Before like that 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 kind of like um, device could really um, be uh, be fully like 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 fully invested in. I mean, the series is at its best when it tells like pretty self-contained stories, such as the uh, circumstances involved involving the uh, it's like the bishop who um, utilizes it's like um, the blood from one of Mephistopheles' limbs in order to um, keep his, keep his daughter alive after um, his. But this is after his um his wife, um like kills his daughter. It's like for for reasons that are just like really kind of really kind of frightening, and um it's like that's 
So again, stuff like that's kind of that's interesting. So is so are parts where um, Johanna flashes back to um, when she uh, returned to her home village, and um, remembers what um, happened to um, like her one friend who, who lived there. So when the series um, sl- um, slows down and focuses on you know a telling a specific um, self-contained story, one that's not really like you know part of the uh, main it's like of the main arc. Like it's it comes really engage, engaging right there. The uh, the main arc is just is pretty inter- is entertaining enough, but um, and I guess you know it's like if you've come to this um without um not reading the ancient Magus's bride first, you probably um be really impressed with um like with what uh um Yamazaki is doing here in terms of just you know. Like you know, establishing this this story and its characters, um, you know. But um, as someone who um, like who has seen the very best that um, that she has to offer here, um, it's like Faro Faust does come up kind of lacking. It's like in the that being said, though, it's like you know, it's a it's a nice um, five five volume tale. That's that's just you know, it's it's I wouldn't say it's like enjoyable fantasy fluff there's a bit more um bite to it it's like in its um in these um darker self-contained stories that, that it has to offer but it's still it's still entertaining like you know for it's it's still it's still entertaining for the uh like for the story it's trying trying to tell it's just you know it's like i i expect better and and uh, my conspiracy theory brain um, has me um, feeling that you know it's like Yamazaki uh, may have done this um, um, through um, Kodansha um, because um, Ancient Magus's Bride is done through um, another like a different publisher. So she may have done this you know to um, like to get in the good graces of one of the bi- one of the bigger publishers, or just the fact that, or could have been vice versa in the sense that you know Kodansha basically said, "Yo, we want to be in the Corey Yamazaki business." And um, she said, "Well, you know, I've got this one idea. It's like I haven't, it's like I haven't quite fleshed it out yet." And they said, "No, no, no, we'll do it. Sold." So there you go. So so Farrah Faust, like I said, it's entertaining enough, but um, it's like it's like, but uh, you know, it's like it's, but you know, it's like I've read, but I've read better like elsewhere and from from the author herself. So it's currently available in five volumes, um, digitally and in print, um, from like from Kudansha Comics. Um, I would I don't know if they're going to do any kind of omnibus treatment for this, but you know I can certainly see it'd be easy enough for them to try and put it all into um, it's like into two volumes. But you know it's like Ancient Magus's Bride is currently at twice at at um vol- it's currently at volume ten right now. It's like and uh, well, it's like it's like it's and I'd say it's probably it's probably um at least twice as good. So there you go. But you know, it's like it's like I said, it's that's like my main my main point of comparison for like for this series. If you don't have that that, that kind of that kind of comparison, then you're probably going to enjoy it more than I did. Um, John, so uh, any thoughts on your end about all this? Chimera. 
Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, not really, actually. <laughs> you said kind yeah, of. You did mention that. I was like, oh, yeah, interesting. Like there, that's an interesting. Is... It's an interesting concept what you were mentioning. I was like, oh, fascinating. Well, I mean, there is a. Uh, I mean, like, it's it's not a it's not a um, it's not an unfair point of comparison in the sense that you know it's like there is kind of like a uh, you know like what it's like what is the uh, you know it's like what like you know. How how is knowledge for science used here? It's like you know, it's like one of the main points that Johanna makes in the uh, in the series is that you know, not knowledge isn't bad in knowledge isn't bad. It's just how you use it, and um, that's the idea of uh, just you know people people using um, the knowledge they're given for for re- for means that are like you know, not not really not really a good. I mean that does kind of tie it um, to to that. Um, other series you're mentioned you're implying right there but um i also say that 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 um that full metal alchemist is probably the better is the better series in that regard as well all right you know what you're going to be talking about next time on this podcast yes in fact like if everything goes all right we'll be having myron come back um come back to talk to us about well what else spider-man because we're talking about the latest um spider event spider geddon where um, Christos Cage and Dan Slott try to do the, the, it's like the most difficult thing you could imagine for a spider event, trying to make the inheritors actual interesting villains. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. And uh, you're just, we're just hitting the, um, the, the Blu-ray and DVD release uh, on Tuesday coming up here. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So, so we'll tell you if um, you're better off spending your money on that. Um, versus um, this latest event. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll get catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Click. Later's. Bye.